Section 16 of The Dewey Reims New Testament. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Though an idol be nothing, yet things offered up to idols are not to be eaten for fear of scandal. Now concerning those things that are sacrificed to idols, we know we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. Footnote. Knowledge puffeth up, etc. Knowledge without charity and humility serveth only to puff persons up. End of footnote. And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he hath not yet known as he ought to know. For if any man love God, the same is known by him. But as for the meats that are sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no God but one. For although there be that are called gods, either in heaven or on earth, for there be gods many and lords many, footnote, gods many, etc., reputed for such among the heathens, end of footnote, yet to us there is but one god the father of whom are all things and we unto him and one lord jesus christ by whom are all things and we by him but there is not knowledge in every one for some until this present with conscience of the idol eat as a thing sacrificed to an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled but meat doth not commend us to God. For neither if we eat shall we have the more, nor if we eat not shall we have the less. But take heed lest, perhaps, this your liberty become a stumbling block to the weak. For if a man see him that hath knowledge sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not his conscience, being weak, be emboldened to eat those things which are sacrificed to idols and through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom christ hath died now when you sin thus against the brethren and wound their weak conscience you sin against christ wherefore if meat scandalize my brother i will never eat flesh lest i should scandalize my brother footnote if meat scandalize that is, if my eating cause my brother to sin. End of footnote. First Corinthians chapter 9 The apostle did not make use of his power of being maintained at the charges of those to whom he preached, that he might give no hindrance to the gospel, of running in the race and striving for the mastery. Am not I free? Am not I an apostle? Have not I seen Christ Jesus our Lord? Are not you my work in the Lord? And if unto others I be not an apostle, but yet to you I am, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. My defense with them that do examine me is this. Have not we power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to carry about a woman, a sister as well as the rest of the apostles, and the brethren of the Lord, and Kephas? Footnote. A woman, a sister. Some erroneous translators have corrupted 
this text by rendering it a sister a wife whereas it is certain st paul had no wife chapter seven verses seven and eight and that he only speaks of such devout women as according to the custom of the jewish nation waited upon the preachers of the gospel and supplied them with necessaries and a footnote or i only and barnabas have not we power to do this who serveth as a soldier at any time at his own charges who planteth a vineyard and eateth not the fruit thereof who feedeth the flock and eateth not the milk of the flock speak i these things according to man or doth not the law also say these things for it is written in the law of moses thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn doth god take care for oxen or doth he say this indeed for our sakes for these things are written for our sakes that he that ploweth should plough in hope and he that thrasheth in hope to receive fruit if he have sown unto spiritual things is it a great matter if we reap your carnal things if others be partakers of this power over you why not we rather nevertheless we have not used this power but we bear all things lest we should give any hindrance to the gospel of christ know you not that they who work in the holy place eat the things that are of the holy place and they that serve the altar partake with the altar so also the lord ordained that they who preach the gospel should live by the gospel but i have used none of these things neither have i written these things that they should be so done unto me for it is good for me to die rather than that any man should make my glory void for if i preach the gospel it is no glory to me for a necessity lieth upon me for woe is unto me if i preach not the gospel footnote it is no glory that is i have nothing to glory of and a footnote for if i do this thing willingly i have a reward but if against my will a dispensation is committed to me what is my reward then that preaching the gospel i may deliver the gospel without charge that i abuse not my power in the gospel for whereas i was free as to all i made myself the servant of all that i might gain the more and i became to the jews a jew that i might gain the jews to the weak i became weak that i might gain the weak i became all things to all men that i might save all and i do all things for the gospel's sake that i may be made partaker thereof know you not that they that run in the race all run indeed but one receiveth the prize so run that you may obtain and every one that striveth for the mastery refraineth himself from all things and they indeed that they may receive a corruptible crown but we an incorruptible one i therefore so run not as at an uncertainty i so fight not as one beating the air but i chastise my body and bring it into subjection lest perhaps when i have preached to others i myself should become a castaway 
footnote i chastise etc here st paul shows the necessity of self-denial and mortification to subdue the flesh and its inordinate desires End of footnote. first corinthians chapter ten by the example of the israelites he shows that we are not to build too much upon favors received but to avoid their sins and fly from the service of idols and from things offered to idols for i would not have you ignorant brethren that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all in moses were baptized in the cloud and in the sea footnote in moses under the conduct of moses they received baptism in figure by passing through the cloud and through the sea and they partook of the body and blood of christ in figure by eating of the manner that is called here a spiritual food because it was a figure of the true bread which comes down from heaven and drinking the water miraculously brought out of the rock called here a spiritual rock because it was also a figure of christ and a footnote and did all eat the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink and they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was christ but with most of them god was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the desert now these things were done in a figure of us that we should not covet evil things as they also coveted neither become ye idolaters as some of them as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play neither let us commit fornication as some of them that committed fornication and they fell in one day three and twenty thousand neither let us tempt christ as some of them tempted and perished by the serpent neither do you murmur as some of them murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer now all these things happened to them in figure and they are written for our correction upon whom the ends of the world are come footnote the ends of the world that is the last ages end of footnote wherefore he that thinketh himself to stand let him take heed lest he fall let no temptation take hold on you but such as is human and god is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able but will make also with temptation issue that you may be liable to bear it footnote or no temptation hath taken hold of you or come upon you as yet but what is human or incident to man issue or a way to escape end of footnote wherefore my dearly beloved fly from the service of idols i speak as to wise men judge ye yourselves what i say the chalice of benediction which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of christ and the bread which we break is it not the partaking of the body of the lord footnote which we bless here the apostle puts them in mind of their partaking of the body and blood of christ in the sacred mysteries and becoming thereby one mystical body with christ from whence he infers verse 
21 that they who are made partakers with christ by the eucharistic sacrifice and sacrament must not be made partakers with devils by eating of the meats sacrificed to them and footnote for we being many are one bread one body all that partake of one bread footnote one bread or as it may be rendered agreeably both to the latin and greek because the bread is one all we being many are one body who partake of that one bread for it is by our communicating with christ and with one another in this blessed sacrament that we are formed into one mystical body and made as it were one bread compounded of many grains of corn closely united together and a footnote behold israel according to the flesh are not they that eat of the sacrificers partakers of the altar what then do i say that what is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything or that the idol is anything but the things which the heathens sacrifice they sacrifice to devils and not to god and i would not that you should be made partakers with devils you cannot drink the chalice of the lord and the chalice of devils you cannot be partakers of the table of the lord and of the table of devils do we provoke the lord to jealousy are we stronger than he all things are lawful for me but all things are not expedient all things are lawful for me but all things do not edify let no man seek his own but that which is another's whatsoever is sold the shambles eat asking no question for conscience's sake the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof if any of them that believe not invite you and you will be willing to go eat of anything that is set before you asking no question for conscience's sake but if any man say this has been sacrificed to idols do not eat it for his sake that told it and for conscience's sake conscience i say not thy own but the others for why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience if i partake with thanksgiving why am i evil spoken of for that for which i give thanks therefore whether you eat or drink or whatsoever else you do do all to the glory of god be without offence to the jew and to the gentiles and to the church of god as i also in all things please all men not seeking that which is profitable to myself but to many that they may be saved first corinthians chapter eleven women must have a covering over their heads he blameth the abuses of their love feasts and upon that occasion treats of the blessed sacrament be ye followers of me as i also am of christ now i praise you brethren that in all things you are mindful of me and keep my ordinances as i have delivered them to you but i would have you know that the head of every man is christ and that the head of the woman is the man and the head of christ is god every man praying or prophesying with his head covered disgraceth his head 
but every woman praying or prophesying with her head not covered disgraceth her head for it is all one as if she were shaven for if a woman be not covered let her be shorn but if it be a shame to a woman to be shorn or made bald let her cover her head the man indeed ought not to cover his head because he is the image and glory of god but the woman is the glory of the man for the man is not the woman but the woman of the man for the man was not created for the woman but the woman for the man therefore ought the woman to have a power over her head because of the angels footnote a power that is a veil or covering as a sign that she is under the power of her husband and this the apostle adds because of the angels who are present in the assemblies of the faithful and a footnote but yet neither is the man without the woman nor the woman without the man in the lord for as the woman is of the man so also is the man by the woman but all the things of god you yourselves judge doth it become a woman to pray unto god uncovered doth not even nature itself teach you that a man indeed if he nourish his hair it is a shame unto him but if a woman nourish her hair it is the glory to her for her hair is given to her for a covering but if any man seem to be contentious we have no such custom nor the church of god now this i ordain not praising you that you come together not for the better but for the worse for first of all i hear that when you come together in the church there are schisms among you and in part i believe it for there must be also heresies that they also who are approved may be made manifest among you footnote there must also be heresies by reason of the pride and perversity of man's heart not by god's will or appointment who nevertheless draws good out of this evil manifesting by that occasion who are the good and firm christians and making their faith more remarkable and a footnote when you come therefore together into one place it is not now to eat the lord's supper footnote the lord's supper so the apostle here calls the charity feasts observed by the primitive christians and reprehends the abuses of the corinthians on these occasions which were the more criminal because these feasts were accompanied with the celebrating of the eucharist sacrifice and sacrament and a footnote for every one taketh before his own supper to eat and one indeed is hungry and another is drunk what have you no houses to eat and to drink in or despise ye the church of god and put them to shame that have not what shall i say to you do i praise you in this i praise you not for i have received of the lord that which also i delivered unto you that the lord jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and giving thanks broke and said take ye and eat this is my body which shall be delivered for you this do for the commemoration of me in like manner also the chalice after he had supped saying 
this chalice is the new testament in my blood this do ye as often as you shall drink for the commemoration of me for as often as you shall eat this bread and drink the chalice you shall show the death of the lord until he come therefore whosoever shall eat this bread or drink the chalice of the lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the lord footnote or drink here erroneous translators corrupted the text by putting and drink contrary to the original instead of or drink end of footnote footnote guilty of the body etc not discerning the body etc this demonstrates the real presence of the body and blood of christ even unto the unworthy communicant who otherwise could not be guilty of the body and blood of christ or justly condemned for not discerning the lord's body and footnote but let a man prove himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of the chalice footnote drink of the chalice this is not said by way of command but by way of allowance that is where and when it is agreeable to the practice and discipline of the church and a footnote for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh judgment to himself not discerning the body of the lord therefore are there many infirm and weak among you and many sleep but if we would judge ourselves we should not be judged but whilst we are judged we are chastised by the lord that we be not condemned with this world wherefore my brethren when you come together to eat wait for one another if any man be hungry let him eat at home that you come not together unto judgment and the rest i will set in order when i come first corinthians chapter twelve of the diversity of spiritual gifts the members of the mystical body like those of the natural body must mutually cherish one another now concerning spiritual things my brethren i would not have you ignorant you know that when you were heathens you went to dumb idols according as you were led wherefore i give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of god saith anathema to jesus and no man can say the lord jesus but by the holy ghost now there are diversities of graces but the same spirit and there are diversities of ministries but the same lord and there are diversities of operations but the same god who worketh all in all and the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man unto profit to one indeed by the spirit is given the word of wisdom and to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit to another faith in the same spirit to another the grace of healing in one spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another interpretation of speeches but all these things one and the same spirit worketh dividing into every one according as he will for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of the body whereas they are many yet one body so also is christ for in one spirit 
were we all baptized into one body whether jews or gentiles whether bond or free and in one spirit we have all been made to drink for the body also is not one member but many if the foot should say because i am not the hand i am not of the body is it therefore not of the body and if the ear should say because i am not the eye i am not of the body is it therefore not of the body if the whole body were the eye where would be the hearing if the whole were not hearing where would be the smelling but now god hath set the members every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him and if they all were one member where would be the body but now there are many members indeed yet one body and the eye cannot say to the hand i need not thy help nor again the head to the feet i have no need of you yea much more those that seem to be the more feeble members of the body are more necessary and such as we think to be the less honourable members of the body about these we put more abundant honour and those that are our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness but our comely parts have no need but god hath tempered the body together giving to that which wanted the more abundant honour that there might be no schism in the body but the members might be mutually careful one for another and if one member suffer anything all the members suffer with it or if one member glory all the members rejoice with it now you are the body of christ and members of member and god indeed hath set some of the church first apostles secondly prophets thirdly doctors after that miracles then the graces of healings helps governments kinds of tongues interpretations of speeches are all apostles are all prophets are all doctors are all workers of miracles have all the grace of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret but be zealous for the better gifts and i show unto you yet a more excellent way first corinthians chapter thirteen charity is to be preferred before all gifts if i speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity i am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal and if i should have prophecy and should know all mysteries and all knowledge and if i should have all faith so that i could remove mountains and have not charity i am nothing and if i should distribute all my goods to feed the poor and if i should deliver my body to be burned and have not charity it profiteth me nothing charity is patient is kind charity envieth not dealeth not perversely is not puffed up is not ambitious seeketh not her own is not provoked to anger thinketh no evil rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoiceth with the truth beareth all things believeth all things hopeth all things endureth all things charity never falleth away whether prophecies shall be made void or tongues shall cease or knowledge shall be destroyed for we know in part and we prophesy in part 
But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away the things of a child. We see now through a glass in a dark manner, but then face to face. Now I know in part, and then I shall know even as I am known. And now there remain faith, hope, and charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. First Corinthians chapter 14 The gift of prophesying is to be preferred before that of speaking strange tongues. Following after charity, be zealous for spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Footnote prophesy, that is, declare or expound the mysteries of faith, and a footnote. For he that speaketh in a tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man heareth, yet by the Spirit he speaketh mysteries, footnote, not unto men, that is, so as to be heard, that is, so as to be understood by them, end of footnote. But he that prophesieth speaketh to men unto edification and exhortation and comfort he that speaketh in a tongue edifieth himself but he that prophesieth edifieth the church and i would have you all to speak with tongues but rather to prophesy for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues unless perhaps he interpret that the church may receive edification but now brethren if i come to you speaking with tongues what shall I profit you? Unless I speak to you either in revelation, or in knowledge, or in prophecy, or in doctrine. Even things without life that give sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction of sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise you, except you utter by the tongue plain speech how shall it be known what is said for you shall be speaking into the air there are for example so many kinds of tongues in this world and none is without voice if then i know not the power of the voice i shall be to him to whom i speak a barbarian and he that speaketh a barbarian to me so you also, forasmuch as you are zealous of spirits, seek to abound unto the edifying of the church, footnote, of spirits, of spiritual gifts, end of footnote. And therefore he that speaketh by a tongue, let him pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is without fruit. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, I will pray also with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, I will sing also with the understanding. Else, if thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that holdeth the place of the unlearned say, Amen to thy blessing? Because he knoweth not what thou sayest. Footnote. Amen. The unlearned, not knowing that you are then blessing, will not be qualified to join with you by saying Amen to your blessing. The use or abuse of strange tongues 
of which the apostle here speaks does not regard the public liturgy of the church in which strange tongues were never used but certain conferences of the faithful see verse twenty six etc in which meeting together they discovered to one another their various miraculous gifts of the spirit common to those primitive times amongst which the apostle prefers that of prophesying before that of speaking strange tongues because it was more to the public edification where also not that the latin used in our liturgy is so far from being a strange or unknown tongue that it is perhaps the best known tongue in the world and a footnote for thou indeed givest thanks well but the other is not edified i thank my god i speak with all your tongues but in the church i had rather speak five words with my understanding that i may instruct others also than ten thousand words in a tongue brethren do not become children in sense but in malice be children and in sense be perfect in the law it is written in other tongues and other lips i will speak to this people and neither so will they hear me saith the lord wherefore tongues are for a sign not to believers but to unbelievers but prophecies not to unbelievers but to believers if therefore the whole church come together in one place and all speak with tongues and there come in unlearned persons or infidels will they not say that you are mad but if all prophesy and there come in one that believeth not or an unlearned person he is convinced of all he is judged of all the secrets of his heart are made manifest and so falling down on his face he will adore god affirming that god is among you indeed how is it then brethren when you come together every one of you hath a psalm hath a doctrine hath a revelation hath a tongue hath an interpretation let all things be done to edification if any speak with a tongue let it be by two or at the most by three and in course and let one interpret but if there be no interpreter let him hold his peace in the church and speak to himself and to god and let the prophets speak two or three and let the rest judge but if anything be revealed to another sitting let the first hold his peace for you may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be exhorted and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets for god is not the god of dissension but of peace as also i teach in all the churches of the saints let women keep silence in the churches for it is not permitted them to speak but to be subject as also the law saith but if they would learn anything let them ask their husbands at home for it is a shame for a woman to speak in the church or did the word of god come out from you or came it only unto you if any seem to be a prophet or spiritual let him know the things that i write to you that they are the commandments of the lord but if any man know not he shall not be known wherefore brethren be zealous to prophesy 
and forbid not to speak with tongues but let all things be done decently and according to order first corinthians chapter fifteen christ's resurrection and ours the manner of our resurrection now i make known unto you brethren the gospel which i preached to you which also you have received and wherein you stand by which also you are saved if you hold fast after what manner i preached unto you unless you have believed in vain for i delivered unto you first of all which i also received how that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again according to the scriptures and that he was seen by kephos and after that by the eleven then was he seen by more than five hundred brethren at once of whom many remain until this present and some are fallen asleep after that he was seen by james then by all the apostles and last of all he was seen also by me as by one born out of due time for i am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because i persecuted the church of god but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace in me hath not been void but i have labored more abundantly than all they yet not i but the grace of god with me for whether i or they so we preach and so you have believed now if christ be preached that he arose again from the dead how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead but if there be no resurrection of the dead then christ is not risen again and if christ be not risen again then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain yea and we are found false witnesses of god because we have given testimony against god that he hath raised up christ whom he hath not raised up if the dead rise not again for if the dead rise not again neither is christ risen again and if christ be not risen again your faith is vain for you are yet in your sins then they also that are fallen asleep in christ are perished if in this life only we have hope in christ we are of all men most miserable but now christ is risen from the dead the first fruits of them that sleep for by a man came death and by a man the resurrection of the dead and as in adam all die so also in christ all shall be made alive but every one in his own order the first fruits christ then they that are of christ who have believed in his coming afterwards the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to god and the father when he shall have brought to naught all principality and power and virtue for he must reign until he hath put all his enemies under his feet and the enemy death shall be destroyed last for he hath put all things under his feet and or as he saith all things are put under him undoubtedly he is accepted who put all things under him and when all things shall be subdued under him then the son also himself 
shall be subject unto him that put all things unto him that god may be all in all footnote the son also himself shall be subject unto him that is the son will be subject to the father according to his human nature even after the general resurrection and also the whole mystical body of christ will be entirely subject to god obeying him in everything End of footnote. otherwise what shall they do that are baptized for the dead if the dead rise not again at all why are they then baptized for them footnote that are baptized for the dead some think the apostle here alludes to a ceremony then in use but others more probably to the prayers and penitential labors performed by the primitive christians for the souls of the faithful departed or to the baptism of afflictions and sufferings undergone for sinners spiritually dead and a footnote why also are we in danger every hour i die daily a protest by your glory brethren which i have in christ jesus our lord if according to man i fought with beasts at ephesus what doth it profit me if the dead rise not again let us eat and drink for to-morrow we shall die footnote let us eat and drink etc that is if we did not believe that we were to rise again from the dead we might live like the impious and wicked who have no belief in the resurrection and of footnote be not seduced evil communications corrupt good manners awake ye just and sin not for some have not the knowledge of god i speak it to your shame but some man will say how do the dead rise again or with what manner of body shall they come senseless man that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die first and that which thou sowest thou sowest not the body that shall be but bare grain as of wheat or of some of the rest but god giveth a body as he will and to every seed its proper body all flesh is not the same flesh but one is the flesh of men another of beasts other of birds another of fishes and there are bodies celestial and bodies terrestrial but one is the glory of the celestial and another of the terrestrial one is the glory of the sun another the glory of the moon and another the glory of the stars for star differeth from star in glory so also is the resurrection of the dead it is sown in corruption it shall rise in incorruption it is sown in dishonor it shall rise in glory it is sown in weakness it shall rise in power it is sown a natural body it shall rise a spiritual body if there be a natural body there is also a spiritual body as it is written the first man adam was made into a living soul the last adam into a quickening spirit yet that was not first which is spiritual but that which is natural afterwards that which is spiritual the first man was of the earth earthly the second man from heaven heavenly such as is the earthly such also are the earthly and such as is the heavenly such also are they that are heavenly therefore as we have borne the image of the earthly let us bear also the image of the heavenly 
Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot possess the kingdom of God, neither shall corruption possess incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall all indeed rise again, but we shall not all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall rise again incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And when this mortal hath put on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? Now the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who hath given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 Of Collecting of Alms admonitions and salutations now concerning the collections that are made for the saints as i have given order to the churches of galatia so do ye also on the first day of the week let every one of you put apart with himself laying up what it shall well please him that when i come the collections be not then to be made and when i shall be with you whomsoever you shall approve by letters them will i send to carry your grace to jerusalem and if it be meet that i also go they shall go with me now i will come to you when i shall have passed through macedonia for i shall pass through macedonia and with you perhaps i shall abide or even spend the winter that you may bring me on my way whithersoever I shall go. For I will not see you now by the way, for I trust that I shall abide with you some time, if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door, and evident, is opened unto me, and many adversaries. Now if Timothy come, see that he be with you without fear for he worketh the work of the lord as i also do let no man therefore despise him but conduct ye him on his way in peace that he may come to me for i look for him with the brethren and touching our brother apollo i give you to understand that i much entreated him to come unto you with the brethren and indeed it was not his will at all to come at this time but he will come when he shall have leisure watch ye stand fast in the faith do manfully and be strengthened let all your things be done in charity and i beseech you brethren you know the house of stephanus and of fortunatus and of achaicus that they are the first fruits of Achaia, and have dedicated themselves to the ministry of the saints, that you also be subject to such and to every one that worketh with us and laboreth. And I rejoice in the presence of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, because that which was wanting on your part they have supplied, for they have refreshed both my spirit and yours. Know them, therefore, that are such, 
the churches of asia salute you aquila and priscilla salute you much in the lord with the church that is in their house with whom i also lodge all the brethren salute you salute one another with a holy kiss the salutation of me paul with mine own hand if any man love not our lord jesus christ let him be anathema maranatha footnote let him be anathema maranatha anathema signifies here a thing accursed maranatha which according to st jerome and st chrysostom signify the lord is come already and therefore it is to be taken as an admonition to those who doubted of the resurrection and to put them in mind that christ the judge of the living and the dead is come already others explain maranatha may our lord come that is to judge and punish those with exemplary judgments and punishments that do not love the lord jesus christ and a footnote the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you my charity be with you all in christ jesus amen the second epistle of st paul to the corinthians in this epistle st paul comforts those who are now reformed by his admonitions to them in the former and absolves the incestuous man on doing penance whom he had before excommunicated for his crime hence he treats of true penance and of the dignity of the ministers of the new testament he cautions the faithful against false teachers and the society of infidels he gives an account of his sufferings and also of the favours and graces which god hath bestowed on him this second epistle was written in the same year with the first and sent by titus from some place in macedonia second corinthians chapter one he speaks of his troubles in asia his not coming to them was not out of levity the constancy and sincerity of his doctrine paul an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god and timothy our brother to the church of god that is at corinth with all the saints that are in all achaia grace unto you and peace from god our father and from the lord jesus christ blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and the god of all comfort who comforteth us in all our tribulations that we also may be able to comfort them who are in all distress by the exhortation wherewith we also are exhorted by god for as the sufferings of christ abound in us so also by christ doth our comfort abound now whether we be in tribulation it is for your exhortation and salvation or whether we be comforted it is for your consolation or whether we be exhorted it is for your exhortation and salvation which worketh the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer that our hope for you may be steadfast knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings so shall you be also of the consolation for we would not have you ignorant brethren of our tribulation which came to us in asia that we were pressed out of measure above our strength so that we were weary even of life 
but we had in ourselves the answer of death that we should not trust in ourselves but in god who raiseth the dead who hath delivered and doth deliver us out of so great dangers in whom we trust that he will yet also deliver us you helping withal in prayer for us that for this gift obtained for us by the means of many persons thanks may be given by many in our behalf for our glory is this the testimony of our conscience that in simplicity of heart and sincerity of god and not in carnal wisdom but in the grace of god we have conversed in this world and more abundantly towards you for we write no other things to you than what you have read and known and i hope that you shall know unto the end as also you have known us in part that we are your glory as you also are ours in the day of our lord jesus christ and in this confidence i had a mind to come to you before that you might have a second grace and to pass by you into macedonia and again from macedonia to come to you and by you to be brought on my way towards judea whereas then i was thus minded did i use lightness or the things that purpose do i purpose according to the flesh that there should be with me it is and it is not but god is faithful for our preaching which was to you was not it is and it is not for the son of god jesus christ who was preached among you by us by me and silvanus and timothy was not it is and it is not but it is was in him footnote it is was in him there was no inconstancy in the doctrine of the apostles sometimes like modern sectaries saying it is and at other times saying it is not but their doctrine was ever the same one uniform yea in jesus christ one amen that is one truth in him and a footnote for all the promises of god are in him it is therefore also by him amen to god unto our glory now he that confirmeth us with you in christ and that hath anointed us is god who also hath sealed us and given the pledge of the spirit in our hearts but i call god to witness upon my soul that to spare you i came not any more to corinth not because we exercise dominion over your faith but we are helpers of your joy for in faith you stand second corinthians chapter two he grants a pardon to the incestuous man upon his doing penance but i determined this with myself to come to you again in sorrow for if i make you sorrowful who is he then that can make me glad but the same who is made sorrowful by me and i wrote this same to you that i may not when i come have sorrow upon sorrow from them of whom i ought to rejoice having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all for out of much affliction and anguish of heart i wrote to you with many tears not that you should be made sorrowful but that you might know the charity i have more abundantly towards you and if any one have caused grief he hath not grieved me but in part 
that I may not burden you all. To him who is such a one this rebuke is sufficient, which is given by many, so that on the contrary you should rather forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that you should confirm your charity toward him. For to this end also did I write that I may know the experiment of you, whether you be obedient in all things, and to whom you have pardoned anything I also. For what I have pardoned, if I have pardoned anything, for your sakes have I done it in the person of Christ. Footnote. I also. The apostle here granted an indulgence or pardon in the person and by the authority of Christ to the incestuous Corinthian whom before he had put under penance which pardon consisted in a releasing of part of the temporal punishment due to his sin and a footnote that we be not overreached by Satan for we are not ignorant of his devices and when I was come to Troas for the gospel of Christ, and the door was opened unto me in the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit, because I found not Titus my brother, but bidding them farewell I went into Macedonia. Now thanks be to God, who always maketh us to triumph in Christ Jesus, and manifesteth the odour of his knowledge by us in every place we are the good odour of christ unto god in them that are saved and in them that perish to the one indeed the odour of death unto death but to the others the odour of life unto life and for these things who is so sufficient footnote the odour of death etc the preaching of the apostle which by its fragrant odour brought many to life was to others through their own fault the occasion of death by their willfully opposing and resisting that divine call and of footnote for we are not as many adulterating the word of god but with sincerity but as from god before god in christ we speak second corinthians chapter three he needs no commendatory letters the glory of the ministry of the new testament do we begin again to commend ourselves, or do we need, as some do, epistles of commendation to you or from you? You are our epistle, written in our hearts, which is known and read by all men. Being manifested that you are the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, and written, not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in the fleshy tables of the heart and such confidence we have through christ towards god not that we are sufficient to think anything of ourselves as of ourselves but our sufficiency is from god who also hath made us fit ministers of the new testament not in the letter but in the spirit for the letter killeth but the spirit quickeneth footnote the letter not rightly understood and taken without the spirit End of footnote. Now if the ministration of death, engraven with letters upon stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold 
the face of moses for the glory of his countenance which is made void how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather in glory for if the ministration of condemnation be glory much more the ministration of justice aboundeth in glory for even that which was glorious in this part was not glorified by reason of the glory that excelleth for if that which is done away was glorious much more that which remaineth is in glory having therefore such hope we use much confidence and not as moses put a veil upon his face that the children of israel might not steadfastly look on the face of that which is made void but their senses were made dull for until this present day the selfsame veil in the reading of the old testament remaineth not taken away because in christ it is made void but even until this day when moses is read the veil is upon their heart but when they shall be converted to the lord the veil shall be taken away now the lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty but we all beholding the glory of the lord with open face are transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the spirit of the lord end of section 16